Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tay Today. Talking sports with friends. Ella, just talk about sports. Here it is, y'all. We're on the air. Sit on the sofa, throw your hands in the air. We're talking sports, so you can come on and listen. NFL predictions, what you're missing? Nothing. We got you covered for college football, too. Every fantasy football. Hello. Hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor. It is just another manic Monday. We're talking football. This has been the craziest football season when you combine the college and the pros. Maybe we've we've been alive or ever. I mean, this has been amazing. Uh, Social media, you know the drill. Ray, let's get right into it. Um, Hey, Sunday Night Football, normally the focus, not so much so. Go for the guzzler. Which team impress you the most Rams Eagles Saints or Cowboys considering their opponent and the caliber of their win and their dominance you know I gotta say the Eagles they are just consistently scoring points with ease and their second year quarterback looks very very comfortable they you know, you could argue about the schedule and who they've played, but you only play who the the uh, schedule makers put in front of you. So I'm really impressed with this Eagle team. At first, I was a non-believer, but uh, especially given that Ezekiel Elliott's probably going to sit out six games at some point in the season. <laughs> we'll find out on Thursday, maybe. <laughs> maybe, yeah. At this point, you can always say maybe, uh, but. <laughs> At the end of the day, this team is, is, is dealing with all obstacles. And, and now that you add Jay Ajayi to that uh, running back mix, Very you know, nice losing, losing Darren Sproles was tough and losing Peters was tough. But I still think that these guys, these guys look good. Hey, they did it without Zach Ertz. And, you know, you and I both thought that the Broncos might be able to catch them sleeping at home and maybe Brock would have a, you know, a little bit. The defense, the running game, nada, nunca, nothing. I mean, it was a complete win, a complete victory. I thought the Rams put it on the Giants. Giants looked like they quit, and it's time for McAdoo to go. The Saints, they are scary good because they haven't even – their defense is getting better each week, but they haven't even gotten Willie Sneed going with both running backs. And, by the way, Alvin Kamara. Wow, Ray, he's looking impressive. And then, you know, you give the Rams and Goff and Watkins and Woods getting it together. Um, but your Cowboys, that was pretty solid, pretty impressive. Do you think it's more about the Cowboys' offensive line, or is it time that we start to recognize the Cowboys' defense a little bit, Ray? Look, I think ultimately, like last year, the offensive line and the time of possession game covers up for your defensive issues. And the, these Cowboys are okay on defense. They might have the defensive player of the year, uh, DeMarcus. Not where the new not DeMarcus. Where. I, I'm going to call him DeMarcus 2.0. Uh, 
Uh, so I do think the Cowboys look good, but ultimately uh, that defense is, is limited a little bit and has weaknesses, and the offense allows you to cover it up a little bit. No, that's that's very true. Um, the thing is, to me, that's so impressive, though, is that they, you know, they just seem to find a way. I don't know without Zeke, though, because he's so special, Ray. I'm not sure without Zeke that they will be able to replicate the same time of possession and, you know, the same winning and the same running style. So that'll no, be fascinating. You know, but um, overall, pretty good. Um, I guess, you know, we haven't given this team much love, but I think they kind of earned it yesterday. How about Kirk Cousins and the injured Washington Redskins being led by Norman and Josh Dotson and, and you know, Fat Rob, Rob Kelly? Um, you know, we all know winning in Seattle is one of the hardest places to win, especially these afternoon games, 17-14. Um, can't believe they were playing a man-to-man cover three at the end of the game. I don't know how they let Dotson get so deep on them. Um, but do you think the Redskins, if they get healthy, do they still have a shot? Or do you just think this was that one sort of game anomaly and the Seahawks will be fine? I mean, we know the Seahawks are a second-half team. But do you think the Redskins can continue to progress off of this victory? You there, right? So the Redskins are an 8-8 eight and eight team, and they'll show you at times that they're a competitive upper echelon team, but then at times they'll revert back to the bad Redskins. And I think this is, this is basically Kirk Cousins in a nutshell. It's not all on Kirk, don't get me wrong, but the point is that there's a reason why they haven't ponied up and given this guy a franchise tag money, and I think part of it is inconsistency. Part of it is fourth quarter play. So, yes, when the Redskins are firing on all cylinders, and, and this was without Jordan Reed, and this was without Kelly, you know, really in game shape, and, uh, you know, Jake uh, Crowder, Jameson Crowder. Yeah, he was out. Jameson Crowder is, uh, but he's a little banged up. So, you know, this team uh, is just an enigma. And I think ultimately they're an 8-18. The team I'm, I'm, again, starting to worry about is Seattle. I mean, they are so inconsistent offensively. Now, you can't blame the – I mean, you blame the defense at the end. But, look, they held the Redskins – The Redskins got a good defense, though, Ray. you got to give them I some know, credit. but at home, Seattle just too many times just comes up short in the regular season. And, you know, it's getting harder and harder for them to just turn it on in the playoffs because if you think about it, what are they offensively, Right. I feel like Jimmy Graham has never been fully utilized to his potential. Doug Baldwin, if he's your best offensive, you know, skill position player or the guy that, that gets the most targets. Hey, don't be dissing you know, Dougie B now. Dougie uh, B yeah, but Dougie B is not, not putting you on his back to a Super Bowl. And I don't know, you're putting a lot of pressure on Russell Wilson, and that defense has to be almost perfect. You know, and without Earl Thomas, it just it's just hard. It's hard. Now, granted, he should be back next week. I'll tell you this: you're right, but like you always say, if it comes down to like one game and you start to look around, you're not going to be super afraid, maybe, of the Rams or Eagles or Saints. And if it comes no. down to the Seahawks you're having right. to go up in their crib and win, 
You know they can get it done. Wait to, uh, you know, Dwayne Brown gets settled in. Shelvin Richardson, that defense, everybody healthy. Um, I definitely still would put some coin on the Seahawks. But we got to talk about Superman. This was the weekend of comedy. So you got Titanic with Cam. You got the Eaton W's with Jameis Winston. You got teams fighting everywhere. And I'm just like, what's going on? Like the, the press conferences, the speeches, the NFL is like uh, Travis Kelsey with the potato sack race. I mean, that's pure comedy. But what's not funny is the Falcons are struggling and the Panthers just find a way to keep winning and they haven't played a complete game not once. If Greg Olson comes back, and if Luke Kuechly stays healthy and they keep, you know, getting their offense grooving and Cam gets back to happy running around Cam, I think the Panthers could be sneaky dangerous, Ray. What, what do you think about Carolina? By the time I get to Carolina, uh, look, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being out of the playoff picture and just Oh, and Jameis is out two to three weeks. Mike Evans yeah. suspended. Yeah. The disappointment of the season, right? Because you, you thought that in that division, so, so, so bottom up, right? So, so you got the Bucks out of it. You've got the Panthers. I'm sorry, the Falcons. Who knows what's happening over there? Something's wrong. Just lingering. I don't know. But who else exactly hurt again? He can never stay healthy, Ray. That hip. I mean, he had a good game, but that hip. Julio dropped what would have been like oh, that, that would have been, that such was a game an easy. T- I mean, for him over the you know over the shoulder, easy touchdown. So something's up with him. But so I guess what I'm saying is Carolina. Not only are they starting to look good, but with Tampa and Atlanta on shaky ground, they're only dealing with New Orleans because you know a couple of weeks ago you thought they got to deal with everybody in that division, but now it's just New Orleans. So. Carolina's got every opportunity to catch New Orleans and, and do better. Now, the whole Calvin Benjamin thing, I still don't understand why they got rid of him, but uh, maybe it was a locker room thing. They want to get uh, your boy Samuel on the outside, and they feel him and Funches are pretty much duplicates of each other. So I, I get it. And but why I, midseason? I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. If you don't want to play him, sit him down. I mean, what did you get from him? A, a third fourth, and a seventh fourth, or something like that? I think it was fourth. Or, yeah. Oh, no, fourth was a Jai, a third and a seventh for him. It's bizarre. It's, listen, it's been a bizarre season, even with the trade deadline. It almost felt like a baseball or NBA trade deadline with all those deals. There's nothing you could put your finger on except for the Browns and Niners suck. Um, we got to give props to the old men. Beast mode and AD all day. These two guys, touchdowns, uh, 37 carries for Peterson. You know, you just don't write off Hall of Fame legendary backs. Even Frank Gore, all three of these guys, I believe, will go into Hall of Fame one day. Gore, Lynch, and, and Peterson. I was very impressed with, you know, obviously the Cardinals, Raiders, and Colts all won. But definitely impressed with them finding their, their studly running backs and Jacoby Brissett, Ray, shh, don't tell anybody. He's actually looking pretty good. I mean, he could potentially, you know, if they wanted to trade him after Luck comes back next year, if he's finally ever healthy, Jacoby could, you know, he could have his own team, you know? He he won in, in that game and a half that he played in. Remember, Garoppolo got hurt, and then Brissett, yeah. who was number three on the depth chart, won the in – 
in New He's England. He's two and zero against the Texans now. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> give him credit, and and finally Ty decided to catch the ball and woke up and. Um, Good for him. Yeah, he 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 might be a starting quarterback. I mean, obviously not in Indianapolis next year, but uh, he might find himself, uh, you know, getting a job somewhere. Is it time for – and props to the Jaguars for benching Fournette but then stepping up and winning without him, you know, and I think he'll be back and they'll be fine. But, Ray, real quick, before we get to Monday night and Thursday night, Cardinals and Seahawks, um, is it time really for the Giants to – I think it's silly to talk about benching Eli – um, yes, you need to find out what Davis Webb is. I think that's week 16 or 17. But is it time for McAdoo and Reese to go? And if players are quitting, do you even wait to the end of the season? I mean, you, you got Spags there. He could become the coach for the rest of the season. How do you think the Giants play this out? Because it's embarrassing. It really is. And, and, and the play that was indicative of it was that uh, Robert Woods touchdown on oh, third, third and, and 33 third or whatever. Seven. Third and 37. And it's not like it was a Calvin Johnson, you know, jump ball <laughs> and he was just bigger, faster, and much stronger than everybody else. This was a line of scrimmage screen pass. We didn't even have blockers. He just ran. It, it was embarrassing. It really was. Um, look, the Giants are a team of stability, so they, they tend to not do these kind of moves. Um, but I tell you what, something's got to happen. Either the, and, and benching Eli doesn't solve anything. Now, no. if you had Aaron Rodgers behind him and you wanted to know if Aaron Rodgers was the truth like they had with Brett Favre, I get it. But don't bench him just for the sake of benching him. I mean, he's the one veteran, stability, you know. That, so that's I think that's so, saying that. It's him kind of like, I don't know if he's being desperate. I mean, I don't think that the GM and the owners would like them like that if he actually tried to bench Eli. I think he'd get the act. I really well, do. That. I, look, I, I don't know. <laughs> look, he's a second-year head coach, and he's not Bill Parcells. So I don't think he could bench Eli without running it up the flagpole. I don't think that Jerry Reese and, and even, even the Maras and the Tishes might even get involved and be like, look, you know uh, – this is our team. This is our guy. Uh, if you're trying to make a statement, find another way to make a statement, you know? Yeah. Um, They're going to tell him you played yourself, homie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, it'd be interesting. I, I, look, giant, giant uh, head coaches have had bad seasons before, but I don't remember them giving up on the team like this. So I would say right. Ben McAdoo needs to turn it around, win two, three games, and just catch an L this year, like Tom Coughlin had many of these. You know, Tom Coughlin, if you look back on his record, he had several 6-10, and 7-19 and 19 yeah, with six the and Giants. 10. But this is yeah. – this doesn't look – this looks like 3-13, and 13, right? Honestly. Maybe. That's what it's looking like. So let's get to Monday Night Football. We got the Lions at the Packers. Um, listen, you wish that Hundley – could, you know, maybe he's ready to, you know, get something going. The Lions get a lot of turnovers, and I do think they're going to rely on Aaron Jones a lot. I like the running back, the rookie. Ty Montgomery will help a little. Packers keep it close, but I think at the end of the day, the Lions' defense will get some turnovers, and they're going to win a close game like 26-23, maybe 26-21. And I think tonight it's, it's – you know, I think it's still going to be my man, Marvin Jones Jr. 
Um, maybe Ebron shows up and catches one for a touchdown, but uh, I like the Lions to take care of business tonight, Ray. You know, this Packer team has been kind of skating on thin ice, even with Rodgers. And obviously without Rodgers, and they're banged up, and, and they got to figure out, you know, can this Brett Hundley kid play? You know, I have Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb on my team, so I've been, I've been following this team closely. I think Detroit's underrated, and especially at home. I think they, they, they're they a good team. And when they can establish Amir Abdullah and then play off of that and get Golden Tate and Jones and Ebron and, and let Stafford air out his arm. Remember, Matt, Matt Stafford's a multiple 5,000-yard season passer. So I think it's just a matter of time. I think they go do their thing, and uh, they win. I think they'll pull away in the second half, and I'll, I'll think they win – 30 to 23. So Thursday night football, you got the Seahawks coming out here to AZ to play Larry Fitzgerald and Peterson and Drew Stanton and the Cardinals. Fitzgerald, look, he, he, he's rocking it because he's got that. And then Friday, he's got a football life on NFL Network while he's still playing. They'd only do it for retired players. So that speaks volumes of the character and the person that, that Larry is. You know, hopefully we can get Larry on the show. I'm trying to make some make some calls, right, for that to happen. But um, I do think even without Palmer, Peterson and Fitzgerald is a good nucleus to keep things close. But I think the Seahawks division game on the road, they travel, come out here, the 12s come out here deep. And I think they beat the Cardinals um, it'll be hard hitting like these games always are between these two teams, and I think they they win a, a somewhat close game, twenty three seventeen. I'll take the Seahawks over the Cardinals on Thursday Night Football to to start Week Ten. Oh my gosh, Ray! Wow, <laughs> how crazy is that? The calendar flipping. I like where you're going with the outcome. I just think it'll be much more one sided. I, I I don't know how the Arizona team competes, frankly. And when they beat San Francisco, fine. But if you key on Adrian Peterson and let Drew Stanton have to beat you, I don't think he does. Seattle's one of those teams where they're on again, off again on offense. I think this is going to be one of these on again days, right? It's perfect conditions. It's going to be nice and warm. It's outdoors. (laughs) Not much of a home field advantage in Arizona. So I think Seattle puts it together, and I think they win pretty easily. I'll say they win. 30 to 17. Co- cozy in the dome. I don't know if they'll open it up, you know. I think it might be, you know, it'll be co- cozy in, in the Arizona dome. Ray, let's get the college football, man. Definitely a, another great weekend. Look, the top four, they all took care of their business. We'll see what the rankings are tomorrow. But, you know, the AP, they've got Bama, Georgia, Notre Dame, Clemson. You know, the college football playoff has it, Georgia, Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson. Uh, Oklahoma wins their fifth. Wisconsin wins their sixth. Miami, seven. TCU plays Oklahoma this week. Then you got nine, Washington, and number 10, Auburn. Um, Ohio State, Ray, were you surprised, shocked, blown away, mystified by the Michigan State win and the Iowa win, basically just ripping up the Big Ten? Um, what do you think about that? in terms of the Big Ten's college football playoff chances now? No, I was shocked. I was shocked, frankly. Um, Look, Penn State losing to Michigan State on the road by three. Michigan State's still a a decent team. They're still a top 25 team. 
at defense. Iowa City, Ohio State. Ooh, now they now, now they shouldn't have slept on Iowa because Iowa's always been good at home, right? Always. And they were five always. and three coming into the game. It's not like they were, you know, Northwestern. And now they got ranked number twenty-five now. <laughs> yeah. So that part was crazy. Not only that, but a traditionally strong defensive team put up fifty-five on Ohio State. <laughs> so unbelievable. They had thirty-one at the half. So that game was just nuts. So, yes, I'm very shocked. Big Ten is out of it um, unless Wisconsin can beat somebody. But then again, if they even if they beat Ohio State or Penn State, those, that's two two-loss teams. So even if they win against them in the Big Ten championship, I'm not sure that's enough unless – Right, because you still got to believe that the ACC winner and if Georgia and Alabama winner, keep winning – the loser of that, uh, you know, SCC championship would probably right. still make it. You right, know? the and, ACC winner and the Big 12 winner. Yeah, yeah. and don't sleep on Washington. I think Washington Huskies still have a shot if they run the table in the Pac-12 and then you see sort of like Oklahoma and TCU beat each other up. Look, they play this weekend and then they can meet in the Big 12 title game. Then what if Miami beats Notre Dame? Then you know Notre Dame is gone, but then Miami could lose in the ACC title game. So there's a lot still to happen. I think it's fascinating. The one thing we definitely know is that Baker Mayfield, he'll be sitting there in New York City come, what, the first weekend in December, right? Um, that was a performance. That game was ridiculous. Him and Mason Rudolph, the scoring. Um, and USC, give them credit. They got the win. Arizona played tough against them. Khalil Tate. Uh, they bottled him up for a while, and then the fourth quarter he was coming back, but they just fell short. And then, um, you know, it is what it is. So, I, look, it's going to be a great college football playoff. I, I just don't want to see a championship of Bama, Georgia, especially if they play together. No, we had that you know already I mean? with, with – uh, Yeah, Bama. The second year. what I'm saying. If they both field. make the college football playoff, it's possible for that to happen, you know. It's very possible. Um, what, what, what may happen, though, ironically enough, is if they do, it could be a 1-4 situation. So they'll play on, on – you know, they won't play in the national championship game. They might play – right? Because you figure the loser might drop to four and they right, might have right. to play in the national semis as opposed to playing in the championship if they both win out. If it's one is ranked one and, and the loser's ranked three. I'll tell you, the, the convicts versus the Catholics, Saturday, Ray, you know, brings back the memories, Notre Dame, Miami, when we watched those classic battles. Oh, yeah. Obviously, yeah, obviously it's different now. Remember, I told you, don't sleep on Miami. You, you were sleeping on them. I told you, this team is really good. I, I think did they sleep on them a little bit. I did, but here's their now. Now it's their time. Their chance. Their no, week. This is a big boy chance. You're right, but uh, you know maybe they bottle up uh, Winbush and, and and Adams in a running game. We'll see. Notre Dame's defense has definitely you know been pretty good and, and pretty tough. So before we bounce out of here, Ray, we got to give the NBA just a smidge of the love. What a weekend! You got Friday LeBron with his like what 57 shutting down the Wizards. And James Harden, 56 and 13. And then, you know, last night, and then in between that, I guess Saturday, or it was, no, it was last night as well, Porzingis, who's second in the league in scoring, averaging 30 a game behind Giannis. And then you got Harden and LeBron. 
he drops 40 and the garden is chanting MVP. How impressed are you of these three gentlemen and their performances? And uh, it's Porzingis. He's looking like he's ready to carry the Knicks. For sure. For sure. And, and much, much props to Chris Depps. Cause remember he's from another country he like he and Giannis, you know, same same kind of profile, right? Different country, yeah. long, skilled, you know, big man. Um, hey, kudos to him because I, I didn't think he was a guy that, frankly, you could you could put the franchise on, and definitely not at this point of his career. But he's stepping up huge, and I guess the the, the combination of him and Timmy Hardaway Jr. Uh, is not good. So bad. It takes a little. It takes a little bit of scoring pressure off of him, right? He doesn't have to do everything, so he can kind of relax a little bit on those. And Chanter's getting double doubles, and and Frank uh, Nilakila hit some shots for them. The young, uh, you know, rookie point guard. You know, don't get me excited. Don't get me excited. It's <laughs> not the year. It's not the year. Listen, they you had know? the garden rocking. I was like, they were like Carmelo, who? And then Carmelo exactly. got kicked How out. How quickly they, they forget, right? Looking slow How and quickly- old. Fans are starving for wins, and, and, and whoever it takes to, to win some games up at Madison Square Garden, fans will get behind it. Yeah, no, definitely. Look, it was it was a good sports week. Um, I guess the, the one thing that I would throw out there and ask you, do you think the Texans, they mentioned it, do you think they would be bold or brave enough to go ahead and try to sign Colin Kaepernick? Because Tom Savage, Ray, wow, it's hard to watch. Well, here's the thing. If not them, then nobody will. Because this is a team that is in the playoff hunt, has gone away from Tom Savage. Now, we didn't know how good Deshaun Watson would be in the pros, right? But Deshaun Watson won the job in preseason. So this is a team that has no confidence in Tom Savage. And anything looks at that division and says, we can win this division. We got a chance. You're not scared of Tennessee. You're not. uh, Indianapolis is is trash. They're going to finish at the bottom of the division. You're not scared of Tennessee. Jacksonville's got the great D, but, but Blake Bortles is is, is lucky to still have a job. I mean, this guy is uh, (laughs) hanging on because he's got a great defense and now, and now a really good running game. So this is a chance to playoff chances are, are, are hard to come by. You got to take advantage of them. And so, if they don't sign Kaepernick, uh, I think that might be a little, a little extra for his uh, collusion case. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, listen, we'll be back Friday. Another good week of, you know, I mean, at this point, great college football week. week. Another one. Yeah, I know. At this point, did you were you surprised that LSU playing Bama so tough or no? Nah? I mean, that's just you know. You know what? I was a little bit surprised, but then I had to go into the memory bank and say, you yeah. know, that's what this they do. Is an SEC, you know, that's just what they do. But those Bama injuries, with the records. Those Bama injuries yeah. are tough. The, they lost the linebacker down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going it's going to add up at the end of the season. Although their depth is probably better than anybody else's. <laughs> I know their third string is still a five star recruit, Ray. Goodness gracious. Yeah, they're good. Well, everybody, thanks for listening, and we will catch you on Friday. Have a great sports week, and just be safe out there. We're praying for all those in San Antonio and, and, and the Texas shooting. Uh, it's just it's too much, Ray. It's too much. It's too much. Spread love and sports.
Yes, yes, definitely. Have a great week. Have a great week. We're out.